welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Now praise God like your neighbor's salvation, like their survival depended on your praise. Praise God like your son or your daughter, their survival depended on your praise. Praise God like the one you're worshiping with, the one you're standing next to, like their survival depended on your praise. Let the enemy know he's a defeated foe. I prayed for you, and now I praise for you. Hallelujah. I said I prayed for you, and now I praise for you. Okay. I need you to survive. I need you. I need you to survive. I need you to survive. I need you to survive. I declare with every bit of being that I have that these words that God gave me, the words that come out of the mouth that God gave me, they will not harm you. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. And I thank God in advance for your survival. He said with long life. He said with long life. You hear me? He said with long life he would satisfy us and show us his salvation. So we thank him and we praise him. We glorify him for all he's done. Come on, stand on your feet with me. Stand on your feet with me. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth i love you i need you to survive i won't harm you with words from my mouth i love you i need you to survive it is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, the enemy would love to keep us divided because of miscommunication, 
We're already in the message. I'm already preaching. The enemy would love to keep us divided because of miscommunication. But I'm so grateful that we have a God that wants to unify us. Amen. Even when the enemy comes to communicate, to um, confuse our language and our speech, that the Lord will allow for a standard to be lifted against him. Hallelujah. And for this, we give him praise. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say, wait a minute. He told you to put a finger in it, didn't he? Come on, come on. Listen here. <laughs> I mean... He told you, <laughs> told you, <laughs> told you in the beginning. When the day of Pentecost arrived, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues, divided tongues as a fire appeared to them. I feel the Holy Ghost. Yes, I do. Divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, people of the same faith, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, somebody say sound. (laughs) At this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language, and they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in his own native language, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Phygria and Pamphylia, Egypt proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling In their own tongues, what are they talking about? The mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's a topic for this morning. The topic is unity in spirit. For the month of February, we're going to talk about unity. And I couldn't couldn't create... um, a better topic outside of prayer and planning for this month than unity. So many things that are happening in and around our world and so many things that are happening in and around our church, so many things that are happening in and around our city that are look like they're ripe fruit for division. My God. Ripe fruit for division. Elect the election of officers in our church. Some of y'all voted, but you don't like who you voted for. And I understand. I, I understand. I understand. I understand. I get it. But it's ripe fruit for division. Some of y'all are upset about the people that are in office or the people that are being voted on to become the next mayoral candidate for the city of Philadelphia. And it's trying to figure out who and when and where and how, and I understand it, but it's ripe fruit for division. Some of y'all voted on me. (laughs) Around about a year and a half ago. You liked it when it was going with Norm. 
now you're struggling and it's ripe fruit <laughs> for division. And your language has caused you to say things that could be divisive. <laughs> Speech has betrayed you. You're saying things cause for people to be divided. But the call for our church for this month, this month of February, is unity. I'll say it again because I was real low. Y'all thinking still, huh? <laughs> the call for our church for this month is unity. That's a good place to give God praise right there. Call for our church for this month is unity. Last week we talked about unity in action. How in Genesis chapter 11 the people came together to do a mighty work for themselves. Amen somebody. People came together to do a mighty work for themselves. And they did a great job at building a tower because they were not divided in what they wanted to do, or what they wanted to see. They were unified in their action to the point that heaven decided to come down and confuse them. Lest they interact so much with their God-created identity. They see more than heaven decided for them to see in that season of their lives. Today, though, we're talking about unity in spirit. Unity in spirit is found in this book of Acts chapter 2, where there's a people who had been scattered, called by God to come back together. People that had been scattered because they had followed Jesus called by God to come back together because God sent them to a very particular place and told them to wait. They didn't know what they were waiting for outside of the promise of the coming of Holy Spirit. The Lord told them to wait. And as they were waiting, something very different happened. Bible says when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were together in one place waiting. Suddenly there came a heaven, from heaven a sound like a mighty, a mighty rushing wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I believe if there's Something that I'm supposed to communicate, there are three primary things that I feel like I'm supposed to communicate to you this morning. And the first one is that unity in the spirit, though unity in action allows for fruit to be produced, unity in the spirit is what truly overcomes division. The words that we use can be divisive. But when we use the words that God gives us from heaven, it causes our spirits to be united in a way that the division 
that words could create can overcome. It tears down the walls that God allowed to be built. Unity in the spirit does that. Unity in the spirit tears down walls that God allowed to be built. And this is free money. You, you think, you think, you think that all the division that is experienced in the church, all the division that's experienced in the world, all of the division that's experienced in your homes, on your jobs, and everywhere you're trying to find a place of unity and peace, all of that division, you would think that it's created by the enemy. You would think that it's created by trauma. You would think it's created by strife. But sometimes God allows for walls to be built between people and groups. You look back at Genesis chapter 11, verses 7 and 8. After the people came together, God said, come now. And they started to build. They built the tower. And it got as high as they could get before God intervened. Said, come now, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Tower Babel, Genesis chapter 11. And then we get to a place of Babel in Acts chapter 2. Y'all with me? The Tower of Babel where language is confused in Acts chapter in Genesis chapter 11 takes us then after Jesus to a place of Babel, confused language. Look at it, look at it, look at it. A place of Babel in Acts chapter 2. It says Acts chapter 2 verses 8 through 11. And now is it that we hear each of us in our own native language what God confused coming back together? See, God decided to divide them by changing their language so no one could understand each other. And then through the process of time, he allowed the walls that were created. I wish I had a church man. Allowed the walls that were created between people groups and countries and governments and skin colors and denominations and churches. He allowed everybody to be scattered in Genesis. Then he allowed all this time to pass. Wars and rumors of wars to happen. People hating this one and hating that one. Only to bring us to a place at the cross. <laughs> I'm only starting. <laughs> only to bring us to the place where we knew we needed Jesus. We knew we needed Jesus. But after Jesus died, I don't know if I'm going to get through these notes. After Jesus died, after the blood was shed, after salvation was given to all, Jesus knew that the work was not done yet. 
and the promise of Holy Spirit needed to be released in the earth. Yes, we need to be saved. Yes, we need to be delivered. Yes, we need the promise of the cross of Jesus the Christ. But what we also need is unification that can only come from the Spirit of God. God confused us, and only God can unite us. God confused us, and only God can unite us. In Acts chapter 2, verse 8 through 11, when the, when the Holy Spirit was released, the vision that God allowed was called into question by people that were so used to being divided that they got comfortable with their division. <laughs> they got comfortable being divided. They got comfortable being at odds with each other. They got comfortable talking nasty about each other. They got comfortable with their division and their walls. And they got so comfortable with it that when God removed it from their environment, all they could say was, what does this mean? My God, what does this mean? I don't know. God, you allowed for this confusion. And now you're calling me to unity? What does this mean? I don't know how to live in unity. I don't know what it looks like to walk together in Christian love anymore. I've been so divided. I've been so nasty. I've been so mean. I've been so rude. I've been so trifling with all of my brothers and my sisters. I've been on top for so long that I don't know. Hey, my God. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to walk side by side anymore. <laughs> I know the Holy, I know God, forgive me, I know God, the Godhead allowed for division. But the one that allowed it is going to come and tear it all down. Say amen. Say amen somebody. Say amen somebody. The one that allowed it. The one that allowed it will come and tear it all down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If, if I have a praiser in this room, can you praise God for tearing down the walls? Can you praise God for tearing down the walls? Tearing down the walls of division. Tearing down the walls of systems and structures. Tearing down the walls of strife and envy. Tearing down the walls of miscommunicate. Tearing down. Tearing down the walls. Hallelujah. He's going to tear them down and I'm grateful. Lift your hands. Say, Lord, thank you for tearing down the walls in this church. Thank you. Tearing down the walls on my job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tearing down the walls. I've been comfortable with these walls. But God, give us an open floor plan again. Help. Hallelujah. 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 Tear down the walls. The unity in the spirit is what truly overcomes division. That's one, number one. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Unity restores us to common faith. Unity restores us to common faith. Let me hear up. It's communion Sunday. If you're at home worshiping with us, find you some juice and some bread. Prepare yourselves. We're on our way. Unity in Christ, unity in the spirit restores us to common faith. Genesis chapter 11 <clears throat> says, therefore, verse 9, it says, therefore, its name was called Babel. Genesis, you're going to flip back with me. 
His name was called Babel. Genesis chapter 11, verse 9. It's named, the town's name was called Babel because there the Lord confused. The Lord confused. The Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed. The Lord dispersed. The Lord dispersed. Yeah, y'all, y'all, the Lord confused. And the Lord dispersed them all over the face of the earth. He confused us and he dispersed us. Confused us and he dispersed us. He's going to call confusion to fall and he's going to call dispersion to fall. Dispersed. To be distributed or spread over a wide area. That's what dispersed means. Dispersed. Cause us to go into different directions, to different destinations. Dispersed. Cause us to thin out or to be, to disappear. This verse and this word makes me think of the African diaspora. Dispersed. Intentional process of scattering people of African descent away from and off of the continent to places all around the world. Diaspora, dispersion, diaspora, dispersed. The Bible said it would happen. The Bible said the Lord would do it. Don't get mad. The Bible said it would happen. The Bible said the Lord would do it. The intentional process of scattering people of African descent away from all of and off of the continent to places all around the world. People from the continent went, were sent, or were taken from the continent to Europe, to the Middle East, to countries in Asia and the Americas. We were separated from our families and from our histories. Dispersed is what we were. We were dispersed. We learned the languages of all these new lands, and we lived with the rules that we didn't establish or We didn't even get to decide on, but we decided to learn them. (laughs) We were dispersed. The Lord did it. uh We went, were sent, or were taken to places that loved us, um, from places that loved us, to places that hated us. We were made to think classism, one person being better than another, another had a place in our world when we, in real time, came from cultures that uplifted everyone together. We were taught division. We learned the new culture so that when we began to strive as strangers in strange lands, and then we began, excuse me, to strive as strangers in strange lands, and then we were dispersed again. We started to come together Even in our dispersion, we were dispersed again. We were sent to jails like Angola for doing nothing wrong. Towns like Tulsa, Oklahoma were bombed and destroyed because we learned how to be together. Not the same, but together. We were divided, skin tone, and divided by skin tone and thinking it's right to support that type of division amongst ourselves. Even in the city of Philadelphia, my mom went to West Philadelphia High School, and she would tell me growing up how she would have to, (laughs) I can't say it, but I would, West Philly, Best Philly, I'm in South Philly, I can't say that. (laughs) My my mom, he said security, South Philly, run me out of here, I know they will, (laughs) I know y'all will. Y'all told me how deep y'all ran. My mom would told me going home from West Philly, West Philly High School in the 60s that she would have to run home from being chased by other black girls. Oh, 
from her own neighborhood because she was dark-skinned with long hair. <laughs> and the light-skinned girls with long hair hated her because she was dark. Dark-skinned girls with short hair hated her because they thought she looked, she thought she was pretty. It was sad then, and it's sad now. And I read just last week of how this young man had gotten into a fight at his high school, right around the corner here, and he comes and he, his mom takes him out of school and he's going to get something to eat at nighttime, and somebody tries to retaliate, and they shoot him 22 times. Right around, these, these, around this corner, 22 times. Divided, divided, divided. We've been scattered, brought together, trying to scatter us again. <laughs> scattered. At some point, we decided to take a page from the scriptures. We began acting like the faith-filled people that we read about in Acts chapter 2. People who thought that they were scattered to different areas came together as a united force in the civil rights movement. And when we remembered who and whose we were, it was then, saints, that we rose. It was then that we rose. My Angelo says it this way, you may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, <laughs> like dust, <laughs> I rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil. In, I've like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room, just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of the tides, just like hope springing high still. I rise. Did you want to see me broken? <laughs> Bowed head and lowered eyes. Shoulders falling down like teardrops. Weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? <laughs> Don't you take it awful hard because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me. With your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I rise. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from the past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I am black, oh, I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror. Fear, I rise into the daybreak. It's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave me. You tried to steal my history. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise. I rise. I rise. <laughs> Try to tear me down, but I will rise. <laughs> got one more for you and I'm going to be on my way. Not only does the unity in the spirit overcome division, not only does it restore us to common faith, but unity in the spirit, I'm on my way, returns us to our dependence on our God. Amen. Unity overcomes division. Unity restores us to common faith. 
Unity returns us to our dependence on God. Remember from last week, I reminded us through scripture that God was the one that did the scattering. Amen. And Jesus, before he died, prayed for us to be united again. He said in John chapter 17, verse 22, he said, The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. He realized that the unity that he prayed for would not be released through him. He was Emmanuel, God with us. He was Emmanuel, God with us. The one that would carry us would be released after the one that was with us had left. Say amen, somebody. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together. Scattered ones came back together in one place. Suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a muddy rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them alone, and they were filled all with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then it says, devout Jews, that now there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, all of one faith, devout men that were scattered all around the world, came back to Jerusalem to the place of worship, and decided to worship God together. All of them were together in one place, but all of them didn't speak the same language. All of them were together in one place, but there was something that was still dividing them. And all of them were coming together to worship the same God, But it would be as if we were in the United Nations and everybody needed, as the preacher was preaching, a translator in their ear to hear the word in their own language. And as the the word was going forth and as scriptures were being prayed and as people were doing their best to worship the same God through division, God came and tore down every wall and every stronghold that divided them. And I'm here, if I have an assignment today, I believe my assignment is to remind us that we have been praying for God to unite us for a very long time. And we've been seeing the enemy try his best to confuse us through the use of or misuse of language. One person says one thing and somebody else hears something else. One person communicates one thing and somebody hears something else. And it's like we've been playing as a church, as a people, as a group, a game called Whisper Down the Lane, where somebody has heard a specific message and that message is communicated to someone else and it gets a little misconstrued. And then it goes to the next person and it's a little more distorted. And then it goes to the next person, and the next person, and the next person. And by the tenth person, the message that was originally given is so far off that nobody knows what the original message actually was. See, the enemy is not a creator of anything. Hear me, saints. The enemy is not a creator of anything. The only thing that the enemy can do 
is mimic what God has created in the earth. Go back to Genesis. It says, the Lord confused us. And the enemy, because the Lord did it once, the enemy's been doing it for generations. Because the Lord did it once, the enemy's been doing it for generations. But God, through the release of Holy Spirit, has caused for the confusion of language to fall. And so, <laughs> if you find yourself in a conversation where you feel like somebody's using their words against you, maybe, just maybe, you haven't tapped into Holy Spirit yet. If you find yourself in a conversation where you feel like somebody's tearing you down with your words or you don't understand what the other person's saying. Maybe, just maybe, you haven't prayed enough about what God is trying to say to you through that individual. The enemy's not original. When language is confused, that confusion comes from the devil. When we are broken apart because we don't understand what somebody's trying to say to us, we're broken apart because we have succumbed to demonic influence. But I declare to you by the power and the mercy of God that the only thing you have to do when you find yourself in this fight is what the archangel Michael did in the book of Jude. You have no need to fight in this battle. You don't have to explain yourself again. You don't have to write it down differently. You don't have to use different words. You don't have to call for five or six or seven more meetings. All you have to do when the enemy comes in to confuse your language is do what Michael did in the book of Jude and say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I don't have to fight this fight anymore. You've been defeated when Holy Spirit was released in the earth. When language was brought back together because God released language in the earth again. And all of us were confused because the vision that the Lord allowed was broken down by power of Holy Spirit. Now we've come back together again. Now we've been united again. Now we are allowed to do the work of ministry together again. And that ministry that we are called to do together, it can only be done because we succumb and resist the enemy and succumb to the power of Holy Spirit. If you are confused, you're confused because you are confused by the enemy. If you are confused, you are confused because you are submitting to the enemy, not to God. You're submitting to the enemy, not to God. You're allowing the enemy to hear, to, to filter the words that are being communicated. And you are not listening with Holy Spirit ears. So if there is one in this room today that has heard a word from somebody you're worshiping with in this room right now. And it's caused you to submit to a spirit of confusion not the spirit of God I ask you to bow your head I ask you to just bow your head if you have allowed for confusion myself included 
You have allowed for confusion to put you at odds with a brother or sister in this room. I ask for you to bow your head. If you have allowed for words that come from your mouth to harm another believer, I ask you to bow your head. Day of Pentecost, they were all together in one place. They were divided by God generations before. And they had gotten so used to being divided that they didn't know what a sound from heaven that would unify them would look like. Can you just make a sound, a rumble? Just, just give me something, something. A sound from heaven. We're creating sound. Sound from heaven could be silence for you. Sound from heaven could be scripture for you. Sound from heaven could be shaking for you. But whatever the sound is from heaven that you need, I believe that God is speaking to us today. Tear down the walls of division. Division. But that can only happen by the spirit of our God. I know we're capable I know we're confident. I know we can do a lot of things by ourselves, but the things that we do from this day forward will be submitted to Holy Spirit power. And so Lord, today, all of us who have our heads bowed, all of us who have our eyes closed, all of us who are looking for the sound from heaven, pray Lord that you would help us to see you hear you, understand what you're doing in our lives and in our church. Pray that you would help us when communication becomes difficult. Pray that you would help us to submit to the power of Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would keep us from all evil. I pray that when conversation is confusing, that you would remind us to simply say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You have no power here. 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 God is the greatest power. And because God is the greatest power, we will never be defeated. So God, unify us by your spirit, heart to heart, breast to breast, mind to mind, soul to soul. For those of us who have division in our homes, I pray that spouses would communicate clearly by power of Holy Spirit. 
For those that have division on their jobs, I pray that communication co-work, between co-workers would be submitted to the power of Holy Spirit. For those of us who have com uh, confusion with our children, I pray that the, fall, the, the boundaries would fall to the ground because Holy Spirit submission would be where we listen to the other. And that would be our filter. We'll thank you for it and we'll praise you for it. Unify us by your power and by your grace. And we will thank you and we will praise you in Jesus' name. Can somebody lift your hands, lift your voices, give God glory, give God honor, give God praise. Can somebody say, I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. Look at somebody else. Say, I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you. With words from my mouth, I love you. I need you to survive. Get the one that you have strife with in your mind, a picture of their face, and say out loud, I'll pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I know we're broken right now, but I won't harm you. I will not harm you. <laughs> with words from my mouth, I love you. I need you to survive. Now clap your hands like it's already done. Like extension has been given to the lives of the believers. Like division has fallen because we are in one place on one accord with the same faith seeking the same God by the same spirit. For this we give our God all the praise. The doors of the church are open. Doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. If there is one who's never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is the time and today is the day. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is the time and today is the day. You've allowed the enemy to confuse the language of Scripture and you don't understand what Scripture is actually saying. Well, now the, the walls have fallen because scales have fallen off your eyes and your ears can hear the words of scripture because the enemy can no longer confuse them and we pray that you would be united together with Christ again you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior just come now come 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 we're here we're waiting you heard the word respond to the word if you're in the virtual campus just say it's me or put a thumbs up in the comments Thumbs up in the comments so we can go back and we can see you. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, but you've walked away from your relationship with God, come back now. Come back home. Now is the time and today is the day. Deacon Lee, it's good to see you there, good brother. Now is the time and today is the day. Come home. Just come. If you've ever, if you've accepted Jesus, but you've walked away, now is the time and today. Come back home. Just walk down the aisle. We've all done it at some point in time. We've all done it. If you are in our virtual campus, put a thumbs up in the comments or say it's me and we'll respond to you in kind. Or if you need a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. We will walk with you and share with you in Christian love as we walk together.
in the same.